following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Christian Life Austin, it is Sunday, and I'm so excited to be with you here today. And I've got a message for you that I just believe is going to strengthen you, is going to encourage you. And so wherever you're at, wherever you're watching from, we're just so excited to be with you on this Sunday morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And I'm going to read two portions of Scripture, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but then John chapter number 7, verses 37 and 38. And I just, again, thank you for tuning in with us. And we're so excited that you are here with us at Christian Life Austin. And I've got a message that I've just simply entitled, Strength for the journey. So if you have your Bibles, Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And then John chapter number seven. So on the last And greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said with a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive, for up to that time the Spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. And we thank you for what you're doing in the middle of this crazy season, in the middle of this crazy year, that you are still moving, that you are still alive, and you have a purpose for every one of us. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, And everybody said amen. So I I am a typical millennial pastor, youth pastor, young adult pastor. I like to talk about how amazing my wife is. Uh, I like to talk about my kids and how fun they are and how crazy they are. And I also like to talk about CrossFit. I think today you're gonna have to thank Pastor Brad for the inspiration for this message because I've never been a CrossFit guy. I never really enjoyed CrossFit. The idea of CrossFit was not something that I was really, truly excited about. But when I came on staff here, Pastor Brad told me, he said, hey, you're gonna love CrossFit. Now, I don't know if he was just pitching me or he was just selling to me, but I have never loved CrossFit. Shout out to our CrossFit gym, Soshak. Thank you for all the help and the hard work that you've put in with me. But I'll never forget the first day that I showed up to this CrossFit gym. Now I've worked out most of my life. I enjoy working out. It's something I love to do. I want to do every day. And Pastor Brad tells me, he's like, hey, you're going to love it, man. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah, sometimes there's some hard things that you do, but, but you'll realize you can do it. I'm like, okay, okay. So I go, and on my first day, I'll never forget it. They're like, so part of the workout today is we're going to be doing upside down handstand push-ups. And I'm like, what? I have trouble standing up on my own, much less like standing up on a wall upside down doing 
handstand push-ups, like just the idea of it was just crazy to me. And I look at Brad and he shrugs his shoulders like, <laughs> I got you now. And um, so this is really crazy, but they said, before we do that, let's just see if you can stand up upside down on your own. And I'm like, what, what is happening? What is going on? I cannot do this. And like, well, let's just see. Of course, the first time I like, barely can get my legs up. The second time I like go too far and like fall over backwards and in the middle of me trying to do this. And you know, sometimes gyms are like churches a little bit. Like they're like, who's this, who's the new guy? What's his story? What's he doing here? How did, why doesn't he know how to do a handstand pushup? But I'm trying to do these and I look over in the middle of this. They're trying to help me though. The poor little kid that doesn't know how to do CrossFit's here. They're trying to help me. And I look over Pastor Brad, and he is doing the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. He is not only standing up on his hands, but he is now walking around the gym on his hands. I'm like, what is, this is not for me. I cannot do this. Like, this is crazy. But I'll never forget my coaches, and I'll never forget Pastor Brad saying this to me in that moment. They said, you actually are stronger than you think that you are. You, you can do this, you just don't really know the technique yet and you're gonna learn it because you're really stronger than you think that you are. And I just wanna tell you here today, in the middle of 2020, in the middle of a crazy season on the second Sunday of August, I want you to know this, that you are stronger than you think that you are. In the strangest year of our lives, in the middle of this summer season, I want to encourage you to know this, that you are stronger than you think you are because of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here to strengthen you. The Holy Spirit is here to help you, that through the power of the Holy Spirit that you can do more than you ever thought that you could do on your own. You can go further than you ever thought that you can go. You can do more than you ever thought that you could do. And in this world that we live in today, the world needs our strength. I know it's heavy and I know it's a huge responsibility, but our world more than ever needs the strength of the church. Our city needs the strength of the church. The world needs the strength of the church. But newsflash, it's not our strength. Jesus came to love the broken, the hurting, the marginalized, but here's the crazy thing. He came to do that, but he sent his Holy Spirit so that I can now love the broken and love the hurting and love the marginalized. Our strength, the strength that we have comes from the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need his strength to love. That's why we need his strength to have joy. That's why we need strength to have compassion. That's why we need strength to have peace. And that's why we need strength to have hope. Today, we need his strength. I was watching Pastor Rex's incredible message last Sunday and he was preaching about the man at the pool of Bethesda and I just thought so much how this applies to this message today and if I can just tag on to that just a little bit. This man sitting here by the pool, he's stuck and he thinks that he needs this whole water thing but ironically he didn't need to be in the water but the water needed to be in him and I don't know what's happening in your world. I don't know what situation you're walking back to into when you walk back home. But can I tell you this? You are not walking through it alone. 
Just like the man at the pool of Bethesda, you need the water of the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And no matter what you're going through here today, the strength that you need is not found in a bottle. The strength that you need is not found in a relationship. The strength that, you've, that you need is not found in a job or a title or likes on Instagram. The strength that we need can only come from one place. The man at this pool, Bethesda, didn't need to be in the water, but the water needed to be in him. It's a heavenly H2O. It's the water of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this, out of us would flow rivers of living water. We need the power of the Holy Spirit so that wherever we go, we are refreshing others. That wherever we go, we are life givers and not life takers. Today, our mission is a mission to bring heaven to others. Our mission is a mission to bring heaven to those that are in need that we would always be on point looking to those that are hurting, looking to those that are broken and tell them that they need the power of the Holy Spirit. That man on that day didn't need the pool of Bethesda and we don't need the things that we think that we need, but we truly need the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that when we look back on 2020, I think a lot of us are gonna say, I don't know how we survived. I don't know how we made it through this. I don't know how we got through losing that relationship, but here I am. Those were some tough nights. Those were some dark moments, but here I am. But I'm not here today because of who I am. When we look back and we see what we've been through, we'll realize that we made it through by the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. You ever got up in the, in the middle of the night, super thirsty, knowing that you need something to drink and you go to the fridge and you're just too tired and you just grab the first thing that you, that you see and you take a drink and you're like, that is not what I thought it was. I've done that before and I think a lot of us are doing that in this season. We're thirsty for the power of the Holy Spirit and we're grabbing the first thing that we see thinking it's going to help us, thinking that it's going to refresh us. But can I tell you here today, whatever you're feeling, whatever you've done, whatever you thought, whatever has you tired, whatever has you depressed, whatever has you struggling, I want you to know that the refreshing of the Holy Spirit is here to help you. So if you're taking notes, at home, point number one is simply this. The Holy Spirit is rest for your soul and it's fuel for the journey. John chapter seven, verse 37 says, Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Isaiah 58 and 11 says, God is like a well that never runs dry. Can I tell you, as a parent, nothing makes me more frustrated than getting a drink for my children and them not taking a sip and running outside and like 10 minutes later coming back in just complaining about how thirsty they are, complaining that they need something to drink. Here's the thing, they had access to it, they just didn't use it. We have access to the power of the Holy Spirit. So are you tired? Come take a drink. Are you thirsty? Come take a drink. Jesus said, whoever is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Are you addicted? Are you broken? His Holy Spirit is here to help you. He wants to move, he wants to heal, he wants to deliver. And here's the beautiful part. When it comes to having strength for the journey, it never runs dry. 
Here's the truth for all of us here today. We are all on a journey, whether you like it or not, we're all on a journey somewhere. It's just, where are you going? And I love our mission statement here at Christian Life. Austin, if you've been through our growth track, you know what this is, but we say this here at Christian Life, Austin. We're a church that loves you where you are and helps move you where God wants you to be. And here's why. This is the life of faith. It's a journey. It's a process. God is wanting to take you from where you are to where he wants you to go. And it doesn't happen overnight. Can I encourage someone to say, like, if you're not where you think you need to be, just know this, you're going the right direction and you've got some help on your side. And this is the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that it gives us strength for the journey. It gives us strength for the process, things that might have seemed overwhelming. Now we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit gives you the strength for the journey, but it does three things while you're on the journey. The Holy Spirit gives you the strength to actually get back on the right path. We're all on this journey, but we have to be on the right path. And the Holy Spirit gives you the strength and the wisdom to help you be on the right path. And the Holy Spirit gives you the strength to take the next step. Sometimes so for many of us in our journey of faith and in our life of living for Jesus, we don't know what to do. But can I tell you this? Sometimes Jesus just wants us to do something and just take a step of faith. And the Holy Spirit helps us take that step. The third thing the Holy Spirit helps us do, it gives us the strength to have the maturity to do the right thing even when we don't feel it, even when we don't feel like it. The Holy Spirit gives us that strength to do the right thing even when we don't feel like it, but it also gives us the wisdom to do the hard work to figure out why we aren't feeling like it. It's okay, can I tell you, can I take the shame off of you right now? It's okay to not feel like doing some things sometimes. It's okay sometimes that you didn't feel like going to church. It's okay that you sometimes feel like quitting, but it's not okay to quit because just because you feel it doesn't mean that you should do it. And here's why, when you get tired in the journey, just stop and take a rest and have a drink of the Holy Spirit. Don't quit, but get some rest from the Holy Spirit when you get confused and you struggle with doubt. And can I tell you that day's coming? If you haven't experienced it yet, that day is coming. But can I encourage you in the middle of that season, stop and take a drink. In other words, for the rest of your life, when you don't know where to go, just sit down and experience the goodness of the power of the Holy Spirit. Young people, when you're going through that breakup, when you don't get that job, when you don't get into that school, when you don't know how to handle that situation, Dive into his presence and experience the goodness of the Holy Spirit. It's for you tonight or today. It's for you on this Sunday morning. It's for you. And here's the crazy things in the middle of all the stuff that's going on in our lives. So many things have been shut down. Graduations, birthday parties, family gatherings, events, school events. They've all been shut down. But can I tell you, can I encourage you? Here's what is not shut down. The Holy Spirit is not shut down. The Spirit of God is alive. The Spirit of God is moving. And the Spirit of God wants to do something in your life. Point number two, if you're taking notes, is this. The Holy Spirit is always leading you to the right place. 
The Bible says that the Spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth. Luke chapter three tells us this story where Jesus, the Son of God, is baptized. John baptizes him, and the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, and a voice from heaven says, you are my Son in whom I am well pleased. So the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus, but then in Luke chapter number four, It says that he is now full of the spirit and is now led into the wilderness for 40 days where the devil tempted him. Can I just tell you, can I just encourage you? The Holy Spirit comes on us and comes into us and here's why, to lead us into some difficult places, not not just to take us there, but to take us through those places. So let's just break this down for a second, okay? Can Can we go deep for a moment? The Jesus is the son of, of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Colossians tells us that no one has ever seen God, but the one and only son who is himself God and is at the father's side has made him known. We don't have time to dive into all of that theologically, but here's what we know. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. What God wants us to know about himself is revealed to us in the character and in the words and in the deeds of Jesus. John 14 and 9 says this, Jesus told Philip, Philip, have I been so long time with you and you still don't know me? Anyone that has seen me has seen the Father. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I think you're gonna get it here in a second. Hebrews eleven twenty seven 27 says, by faith, Moses left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. Jesus is the image of, of the invisible God. Jesus is our example. God wanted us to know that we have an example, someone that we wanna live after, someone that that we wanna pursue who they were. And Jesus is the image, the invisible God. Okay, he's our example. So I said all that to say this. If Jesus, the son of God, the image of God (laughs) is our example, the, the creator of time and space, Jesus, okay, (laughs) needs the power of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus needs the power of the Holy Spirit, what makes you think that you can go through 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a crazy season without the power of the Holy Spirit? If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, I promise you, you do too. The Bible tells us that it came on him and then it led him into the wilderness. We need the Holy Spirit to take us where he wants us to go. And here's what that tells me. So the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, but in chapter four, it says he was now full of the spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in you to help you, but it's on you for others. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, it is there to comfort you. It's there to convict you, and it's there to lead you into all truth. If you don't know the way, just lean into the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter six tells us this. It's this an amazing portion of scripture that tells us what we need for the battle, what we need for spiritual warfare. But I wanna focus on one thing. Ephesians six talks about the belt of truth. 
Got the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, all these amazing things. But then this little sidebar to the belt of truth. Here's what a belt does. And can I tell you at age 36, even though I'm doing CrossFit, the belt is the thing that holds this all, all of this together. It holds everything up. Can I tell you here in this moment, your life will fall apart without the belt of truth, without the truth of God's word. Can I just, I, I'm gonna blow your minds for a little. I, I know that you like might not be thinking about this, but the world is moving at a pace beyond our control. Things like genetics and robotics and nanotechnology and artificial intelligence. If you can explain that to me, I'd love to have a chat with you. There's so many things that are happening in the world that are beyond our understanding. The world is changing. And the enemy of our soul knows this and is constantly trying to lie and to disprove and to manipulate the truth of God's word. But as Christians, we believe in the absolute truth that this truth of God's word is for everyone, for every continent, for every nation, for every people. Revelation chapter 12, verse nine says, and the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan. This is the truth of God's word. The devil is a liar and he's going to be defeated. John chapter 8 verse 44 says this, he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he's a liar and the father of lies. The enemy of your soul here today knows that you'll never step into your calling. You'll never step into your destiny. You'll never step into your purpose if you never believe the truth of God's word. But here's what the truth of God's word tells us. John 8, 32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The enemy is a liar and he's told you and he's told this generation and he's influenced culture and he's convinced so many in our world that you should just hang back in fear. That if you hide out long enough like Gideon, the enemy will stop bullying you. That, that if you hang back, everything will just blow over. That if you just isolate yourselves, that one day things will get better. But then as you isolate yourself, the enemy then tells you that nobody cares and nobody sees and nobody knows that you aren't good enough, that you should be afraid, that you you don't have a hope for the future, but here is the truth of God's word. God is for you. You are more than enough. You are more than a conqueror. You have a hope. You have a future. You have a promise that something better is coming. Can I tell you on a Sunday morning, hope is coming. There is something better that is coming. Something greater is coming. And here's why, because you're still alive. And if you're still alive, God is not done and God is not finished with you. And then point number three is this. The Holy Spirit is appointing you. I got it in parentheses here in my notes. He's given you a job to do. The Holy Spirit has appointed you and anointed you to do a job. Luke chapter four, verse 18. Jesus walks into a church and he grabs the word of God and he just starts reading. He walks into a synagogue and he starts reading. He, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me too. God is always anointing you. His spirit is always resting on you to do something, not just in you, but through you. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to do something. He said, he's anointed me 
to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty those that are captive, to bind up the brokenhearted, and to say to those that are oppressed, there is no more oppression, and to declare that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. That's Jesus' words. That's Jesus reading the word of God. But can I just rephrase it and paraphrase it for, for us in 2020? Jesus has anointed me, his Holy Spirit has anointed me and anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor to set at liberty those that are captive, to bind up the brokenhearted, and to say to those that are oppressed, there is no more oppression, and to declare that 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of racial strife and tension, in the middle of election season, in the middle of arguing on social media, that 2020 is the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. Here's what that means, is that the Holy Spirit is still at work in the middle of this time, in the middle of this, these crazy moments in our lives that the Holy Spirit wants to do something. But he's got to do it through you. He's got to do it through me. But it's not my own strength that gets the job done. I can't do it on my own. I don't have the intelligence, I don't have the strength, I don't have the wisdom, I don't have the charisma. I need the power of the Holy Spirit and you, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you just imagine Jesus on that day of John chapter seven, he stands up at the party, at the festival. I think maybe there's some people there that they're, there to have a good time and maybe forget about some of their troubles and forget about what's going on in their life and just have a moment just to have some fun. Anybody ever felt like that? And Jesus, like only he can do, stands up at the party, the ultimate Jesus juke, everyone's having fun. And he said, by the way, if anyone is thirsty, come have a drink. In other words, if anyone is broken, if anyone is hurting, if anyone is struggling, if anyone is depressed, if anyone is down, come have a drink. And I just believe in the middle of this season, that's what Jesus is saying to us here in the middle of this summer season. Are you broken? Are you hurting? Are you, are you depressed? Do you feel isolated and alone? Do you feel down and out? Come have a drink of living water. Come be refreshed. Come get strength for the journey because you're not gonna stay where you're at. Jesus wants to take you somewhere new, but if you wanna do it with the strength of the Holy Spirit, you've gotta lean in and say, yes, Jesus, I need you. I can't make it without you. And you're gonna look back on 2020. We thought this was just gonna last two weeks. <laughs> Here we are. We need strength for the journey. We don't know what's ahead. We don't know what's coming. But can I tell you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we're gonna overcome. We're gonna do what God has called us to do, but it's not us doing it. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And just like me at that CrossFit gym, can I tell you, you are stronger than you think that you are. You can do more than you ever thought you could do. 
you're going to go further than you ever thought you could go. And you're going to look back and say, how did I do it? But in your heart, you're going to know that it was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave you strength for the journey. Just take a moment right now, just wherever you're at, and just to say a prayer over you. I hope you've been strengthened. I hope you've been encouraged. And I hope you know that you're not walking through this alone, but the power of the Holy Spirit is walking with you, Jesus, in your name. We're so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful that in the middle of this season, we can lean into the power of the Holy Spirit that gives us strength to go where you want us to go, to do what you want us to do, to know that on our own, we're not enough. But with the strength of the Holy Spirit, we are more than conquerors. With the strength of the Holy Spirit, we can do more than we ever thought that we could do. And I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. I pray for every person right now that maybe they've never experienced the power of the Holy Spirit that in their home, in their car, by themselves, that they would feel that anointing, that appointing, that it's a calling them to do something. Not just in their heart. Yes, Jesus, you desire to do something and do a work inside of our heart. And that's the starting place. It's not the stopping place. It's the starting place because then you want to do something through us. Jesus, I pray that we look back on 2020 knowing we've lived out the purpose and the calling that you've placed on our lives. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Christian Life Austin, thank you for tuning in. We're so excited that you were here with us. And we pray that you know that you have strength for the journey.